It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. Wednesday edition. I'm actually recording live on Wednesday, so all you guys that woke up this morning and didn't have a podcast, I apologize. Couldn't record till today. Want to make sure we got you the crossover, which we have Louis on today from Lockdown Eagles, and we're going to talk about a lot of great stuff. Actually, breaking news came to us while we were recording. Carson Wentz out for Sunday, potentially out for the rest of the year. He's having back issues. We'll talk about that more on the podcast, but it was fun as we're sitting here talking. He's like, holy crap, Bear, I'm getting a text right now. This is turning out pretty ugly. So uh, things switched today. It was really interesting recording a little bit earlier than usual and releasing the same day. So sorry for you guys that woke up this morning and I was not there to serenade your drive into work. But here it is. We got it now. Make sure to go give us a follow at Lockdown Rams, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook group. Also, you can listen to the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, all that and more. Anywhere where you listen to podcasts, we're there. If we're not, let me know. Share with a friend, leave a review, all that good stuff. I'm going to tell you later in the show how you can win season tickets to the Rams next year. If you didn't hear it already, keep your ears open. At the break, we're going to tell you how you can win season tickets next year. I'm not lying. It's pretty amazing. All right. Well, let's just get to the good stuff. Here's my conversation I had earlier today with Louie from Locked On Eagles as we talked about Carson Wentz, the matchup, and more. I'll be back tomorrow with Vinny Bonsignor, actually later today, but I'll post it tomorrow. Vinny Bonsignor, followed by Serena Morales on Friday. But you know what it is. Until next time, Rams Nation, peace. Enjoy my crossover with the Eagles. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Crossover Wednesday right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. My name is Louis DiBiase, host of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, and today I'm joined by the host of Lockdown Rams. It's Bear Motter. What's going on, man? Welcome to the show. Happy to be talking with you. A lot different matchup this year between the Eagles and the Rams compared to last year where both teams were fighting for a bye week. Now, I mean, you guys are doing just as good in the NFC, but the Eagles 6-7, and seven, if you would have asked me this in the summer, probably wouldn't have expected this matchup to be what it is in the month of December. Yeah, when the schedule came out, and this was a Sunday night uh, football game, and everyone was excited about the rematch of this. Obviously, you guys were out here last year. I thought we actually would have to come to Philadelphia to make things even. But, hey, we're okay with getting back-to-back home games here. But you're right. <laughs> Six and seven Eagles coming in. Not what we kind of thought was going to be the repeat as far as this matchup. But in a weird way, still has a lot of energy surrounded it. Both teams coming off of a loss. Uh, you guys in, in desperate need of another win. And us just need to kind of – Bounce back and understand that six points is not the type of offense that we're going to produce the rest of the season. So in in a weird way, not what we expected, but it's still a really good matchup uh, coming into this game. Yeah, it's crazy because pretty much throughout the year, 
people could kind of tell with all the injuries the Eagles have had and the, the regressions on both offense and defense and really in the coaching staff as well. Not a lot of people really feeling like this was the Eagles season, but yet despite all of that, despite the losing streak in the middle of the season, the kind of funk they got in, they won those two games against the Giants and Redskins, pretty much setting up last week being the pretty much the most important game of the season. They fall, but yet still the Eagles are in the mix when it comes to the wild card spot in the NFC, which is crazy because our owner, Jeffrey Lurie, in the summer basically called the NFC the NBA West, right? Where it was just going to be a juggernaut, <laughs> you know, tons of battles between just, you know, eight to 10 teams that could potentially make the playoffs. But you look at it right now, the sixth seed at, at Minnesota is what, six, six and one? The Eagles are only a half game out. So if they were able to pull off this upset against the Rams, I'd kind of compare it to in 2015 when Sam Bradford and the Eagles pulled off that crazy game in New England against Tom Brady and it kind of put them back in the playoff hunt. Honestly, Eagles fans are basically moving on to the draft already. But at six and seven, this Eagles team is only a half game out of the six seed. If they win this one, it's a total game changer. Yeah, well, their owner wasn't wrong when he said it was, uh, you know, it's going to be close. You know, he said he compared it to right. the NBA West, but uh, there is a lot of people with an opportunity for a playoff spot, you guys included, and you're right. I mean, it's crazy. Minnesota Vikings are sitting in a playoff spot, and they looked horrible on Monday Night Football. Obviously, they made a change in offensive coordinators, and that was your former quarterback's coach, and so kind of curious to see if that's going to reconnect at some point, but uh, lots of things kind of moving here in the NFC and really kind of that fight for the playoffs. And, and you're right, this game is included in that battle, and you guys are coming back out here. This was actually almost a year to the date of Carson Wentz's uh, knee injury last year, and now he's quote-unquote healthy. And Even though he sat out of practice today, it looked like I saw a notification. Yes, so, so um, fair. Um, yeah, talk to me about real that. Quick, I, I'm getting breaking news right now from Ian Rappaport that Carson Wentz is not going to play against the Rams this week, and he might not play for the rest of the season. That was just reported, and I'm seeing it from Sports Radio 94 WIP. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, it looks like Foles is going to be playing again. This is crazy. I'm I'm seeing this right now. You know, Doug Peterson talked today on his press conference about how Wentz is having some back soreness and spasms, but it does not look like he's going to play this week. Man, that is a shocker, and, and it's fun in a weird way because you're right. We're listening to it live as we talk about this, and I saw a notification earlier that he missed practice, but it kind of was very soft as far as the report, and now here we are going to miss this game potentially more, and that's big news. In a weird way, as a Rams fan sitting out here and talking and, and watching coverage that we did last year, I don't know if that really excites people because last year – uh, when he went out, we thought, oh, great, we're going to go and win this game. And Nick Foles came and really played really well. And that was the beginning of kind of that Nick right. Foles, oh, my gosh, this guy can play too movement. And, uh, you know, we'll see how he steps into this role. Obviously, Carson has been the guy the whole year, has about 3,000 yards passing, 21 touchdowns. So um, I guess while we're on this discussion, talk to me about how uh, Nick Foles can kind of step into this and what that means for the Eagles kind of move forward. Yeah, so I guess the, the crazy full stands that are on Eagles Twitter got their wish today and not really in a good way. But with the Eagles at six and seven, like I said before earlier in the show, they still have a chance at the playoffs. But you cannot Carson Wentz 
still his long-term future with the Eagles, that is still the most important thing to the franchise. So I totally understand why maybe they're shutting him down, not taking a risk with a back injury, which could always be serious. You never know. But with Nick Foles, this is a guy now that's going to have to come in. You're not, you're not going to have to change the offense a whole crazy amount. With Wentz this year, you haven't really had – so the difference last year was with Wentz and Foles was Carson Wentz he was able to, when the offensive structure broke down, right, when he was able to extend plays with his legs, make plays down the field in that way, whereas Nick Foles really more so was just going through the motions of the offense with Doug Peterson. Peterson had a coaching masterpiece last year with Nick Foles. So this year, you really haven't had that with Carson Wentz. I feel like you're going to see a lot of the same with the Eagles offense. What I was going to say even during the show a way to get Carson Wentz going more was you look at the Colts game and you look at the Washington game, how they were able to start off fast, which they haven't really done. They're one of the worst first quarter offenses in the league, but the, when they did start off fast this year, they were using 12 personnel. They were getting the ball out fast play action, a nice balance of run and pass. They got to do that with Nick Foles now who hasn't played since week two. And this wasn't the same Nick Foles that we saw last year in the first two weeks of this season bear. He was someone that, struggled mightily in the, the win against the Falcons and against Tampa Bay. So this is a game changer. This is a game where the Eagles might have to put up a lot of points without Carson Wentz this week. I don't know, man, that changes my mindset on this one. <laughs> yeah, well, we've got a lot more to discuss because this kind of just opened a lot of doors uh, that we're going to have to kind of talk about as this game kind of continues to develop today. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. We're going to get some words from some sponsors, and then we're going to be back on the other side more uh, Rams Eagles. Before we do, I want to talk to you about something awesome we've been talking about here on the Rams podcast, and probably the same over on the Eagles podcast. But sure. you know, as we opened up this Sunday, Rams and Eagles have a huge showdown. This single game can go a long way to clearing up the playoff picture, and it can go a long way for you to win huge cash prizes. Single game fantasy football is the newest way to play DraftKings, the leader in one day fantasy football. If you've been thinking about trying to do DraftKings, now is the time. DraftKings has taken fantasy football from just one week to one game, making it even easier to draft your lineup. So what we're doing this week with Lockdown Eagles and Lockdown Rams is we're going to be hosting a tournament with six players from the Eagles-Rams games. You have one captain, five other players. Remember, your captain earns 1.5 times the points. So in the Rams case, you can go for value with Josh Reynolds or star power with Todd Gurley. It's pretty simple. Six players. One game, just stay under the salary cap. We're going to create that link probably later today. I think they're still waiting to post our game up on the site. As soon as they do, we're going to create a tournament. We're going to send out the links. Come and join us. Make sure to go to DraftKings.com or download the app. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to enter the Singer Game Fantasy Contest for free with a deposit. All you have to do is 5 bucks minimum deposit. You get a free entry. Come play with us. I think it's going to be a $3 entry. It's going to be a bunch of fun. We'll talk about it a little bit more on the other side. We'll share it on social. But we'll be right back. More Eagles-Rams on the other side. All right, Rams Nation. I mentioned this earlier in the show. I'm super excited about this one. We've never had anything like this on the podcast. So if you're spacing out somewhere, check back in right now. Because I'm talking about season tickets to the 2019 Rams season. You know who's going to do that for you? That's Dave Robles. He's my man. I talked to him the other day. He's been a top producing realtor in LA for over 20 years. Dave's from Los Angeles, so he knows the city in and out. He's a really strong negotiator, and believe me, he negotiated this deal pretty well. So he understands how to get you a good deal on a home or top dollar on your current home if you're selling. Believe me, check this out. He had a story the other day that he was telling me about a home that was going for $799,000. could not get it sold. They handed it over to Dave. Guess what he does? He goes out and gets 850, literally put 
$50,000 more into the client's pocket. If that's not exciting, I don't know what is. Maybe 2019 Ram season tickets. He'll get you that too. If you have any questions or want to know more about buying or selling a house, you got to call my man, Dave. He's got excellent Yelp reviews and Zillow reviews. Super awesome guy, easy to talk to, and believe me, he's going to take care of you. Check out his website, daverobles.com, D-A-V-E-R-O-B-L-E-S.com, or just call him, 213-712-4343. Tell him Bear Motter of Lockdown Rams sent you, and guess what? That's right, 2019 Ram season tickets are yours. And if you're selling your house and you're going to move, can't take the season tickets, he'll give you equal value or a discount. Make sure you get something. He's Believe me, he'll take care of you. So again, daverobles.com. D-A-V-E-R-O-B-L-E-S dot com or call them at 213-712-4343. There's season tickets with your name out there. If you're buying or selling a house, give my man Dave a call. All right, we are back Wednesday crossover. We are Rams and Eagles. We are talking this matchup. Breaking news. I love the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're always on top of all of this. Perfect day for some uh, breaking news. Wednesday, I get to kind of pick your brain on it, and you get to kind of just release all that info that you've got. And I kind of want to start with a deeper question here. So if you go back a couple years, it was Goff Wentz, 1-2, right? And the Eagles were sitting there at 2, and they were kind of at the mercy of whatever the Rams were going to do. And the Rams, you know, there was a lot of debate about this here in Los Angeles. And actually, I think back to the beginning of my podcasting days was actually during this draft. And I started a Rams podcast and we were big Wentz fans. We were we were pulling for Wentz. We liked, uh, you know, kind of the smaller school. He seemed like a feistier guy. He was more mobile, you know, all those type of uh, characteristics that kind of came through the draft. But uh, the Rams really liked Jared Goff's size, his accuracy, his arm strength. And they just thought he had that California composure, which we've seen to kind of be true in, in, in both cases, really. Um, but going back now, obviously he's seen injuries, and that's kind of unfair in a situation like this. But if the Eagles had the number one pick, which direction would you have gone? So I was sweating out the Rams pick because they took longer than I expected. I was waiting on, I remember watching it on ESPN, waiting for it to say pick is in because the longer they waited, it yeah. more seemed yeah. like, oh my gosh, are they may be changing their mind because the 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 understanding before the draft was really that they were going to go with Jared Goff. It really seemed like the Eagles, I I mean, the Eagles say that they were okay with taking Goff or Wentz, but to me, I think that they believed no matter what, that they were getting Carson Wentz there, the second overall pick. And that's who I would have went with. So I'm a guy, if I were to be a head coach or a GM, someone I want as a quarterback, I want someone like Carson Wentz that can create plays with his legs, has that, you know, big game, step up in big moments type of mentality and, Look, Jared Goff, he's done that too in big moments so far this year. You look at the game against the Chiefs, against the Vikings, he has stepped up this year. But more so my style of quarterback, I was in on Carson Wentz. And look, it, it's, it opens him up for more injuries. But the, the thing with Wentz is that this year, I thought he got a lot better when it comes to the one thing that I would have said you, Carson Wentz would have had to improve on was his accuracy in the pocket. And I thought he got a lot better at that this year, pretty much because he couldn't rely as much on his mobility, still nursing that torn ACL and LCL injury that he suffered last time against the Rams. So look, both have worked out for both sides, but you've seen with Carson Wentz this year, he has made up for a, to me, a regression when it comes to 
the head coach and play calling with Doug Peterson. I think the coaching staff has severely missed John D. Filippo and Frank Reich. Mike Groh is the offensive coordinator is under fire right now. The Eagles have failed to establish a consistent run game all season long. So Carson Wentz has all that to deal with on top of a aging offensive line that's been up and down this year, and yet he still has a higher completion percentage than he ever has. He's actually fourth right now in completion percentage, still over 20 touchdowns, only seven interceptions. So I'm still on Team Carson Wentz. I think it's worked out for both, but I was a guy that was really, I mean, I would have been okay with Jared Goff, but I was really, really worried that when the Rams were taking longer that they were maybe considering taking Wentz. (laughs) Yeah, there was there there was a lot of I mean we were pretty sure from kind of reports and like you said we kind of all thought it was going the direction of golf but you're right that day was a little nerve wracking and it took a long time and I think the Rams just uh, I don't know if that was for the dramatic or if they actually were thinking last minute things or handling some other stuff but you're right it took a little bit longer uh, especially when you have you know I don't know when they made that trade but they had about you know a month and a half to know they were the number one pick and so. Um, yeah, it was a little, little drama there, but I think we're both happy with what we got because, you know, when mm-hmm. Jared Goff came in, you know, we wanted to see him right away. He never really got a shot at the beginning, but, um, the last two years since the marriage with Sean McVay, I mean, couldn't have been a perfect match, a more perfect match. And, and really he's been able to develop him and, and give us, you know, something that we could stand by as far as number one pick. So I ended up being, I think the good thing is as we're sitting here today, I think we're both really happy. Um, you know, I can't go and look at injury and be like, oh, man, if we had Carson, the same thing would have happened. But um, it's kind of crazy how that plays out. So with that being said, there's no Carson this week. So we'll have to kind of prepare for that. You talked about the running game and starting fast. The Rams have been, you know, really weak against the run. That's kind of one of our big nervous factors out here as we look to go long term is, you know, we've seen a blueprint kind of been put out there by the Lions and the Bears in the last two weeks to just run the ball, try to control uh, the time of possession. Your leading runner is Josh Adams, about 400 yards, a little over that. Uh, you got Darren Sproles back, if I'm if I'm not misspoken here. Yep. Talk to us about how, how you're going to get that running game going and, and what's a way, especially with a backup quarterback now, how this game plan might change a little bit. Yeah, so I don't know if it's going to change a crazy amount, but I do think they're going to try to rely more so on the run game. So when Nick Foles, and this is the thing, when Foles got going last year, he's a very, you know, catch lightning in a bottle type quarterback. He's very streaky. When he's on, he's on. We saw that in the NFC Championship game. We saw that in the Super Bowl. But for Foles, it kind of takes him a little bit to get that going. You saw against the Rams, he struggled a bit against the Giants and against the Raiders. People were very concerned in the regular season that when they were heading into the playoffs, can Nick Foles really help this team compete for a championship? And really the strategy from Doug Peterson early on, you look at that wild card game against Atlanta. What did they do? They relied on RPOs, getting the ball out of Foles' hand quickly, and relying on Jay Ajayi, LeGarrette Blunt, and Corey Clement. And that's the thing that I think they have to do today is the offensive line I thought has blocked really well so far for running backs this year. They've struggled in pass protection especially early on in the season, while they've gotten better at that, one thing they have done well is run blocking, especially in the interior with Jason Kelsey and Brandon Brooks. The problem to me has been Doug Peterson. A lot of the time, if it's not, if he, if there's a three-yard carry and then a two-yard carry and there's a three and out and they have to punt, sometimes Doug Peterson quickly goes away from the run game and doesn't go back to it. And I think he needs to commit to that, not only to stay in this game against the Rams when you talk about time of possession, because they cannot allow last week the Cowboys had about double the amount of time of possession as the Eagles did. The Eagles got to have that mentality. They got to keep the ball away from Jared Goff 
and Sean McVay's offense. But to do that, you have to rely on Josh Adams, who's been extremely efficient this year. And to me, that'll help open things up for Nick Foles, who last year was pretty good in play action. And that's something that the Eagles offense has strived for so far. But they have to commit to that. And to commit to that, they got to keep feeding their running backs. And in the screen game, too, I think that's where Darren Sproles, you mentioned Darren Sproles. I think that's where Sproles comes in pretty well is the screen game. I think you have to utilize that. It's going to be a coaching chess match. And look, Doug Peterson now without Carson Wentz, I think, is going to have to have a really on-par play-calling game. Yeah, you made some some good points there, and you talked about Sproles in the screen game. I mean, if they watch that Bears tape, just put you know Sproles into the Cohen um, yeah, you exactly. know, situation, and all of a sudden, boom, there's your game plan or a part of your game plan. And I'm sure that you know us out here and, and our coaches are – looking at the same thing but uh, you talked about Peterson getting caught up and you know if it doesn't work right away with the run he goes past and kind of forgets about that game plan that's kind of been McVay's MO when he loses in a sense he forgets about Todd Gurley he's he hasn't been a factor in a lot of our big losses and in our last game he only had 11 carries six going into the fourth quarter so I expect you know we all expect kind of like you guys to work the run is to try to um, you know if you got a backup quarterback let's Work the run, get some points early. First quarter, you talked about Philadelphia Eagles struggle to get points up. That's been the Rams' worst quarter as well. So this may be an ugly first quarter, or it could be a shootout at the beginning. And and who knows? That's what the NFL is all about. Any given Sunday, but uh, a lot of a lot of great matchups in this game, especially as news continues to develop here. What we're gonna do is we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back on the other side. We're gonna talk some defense. We're gonna talk some matchups and maybe some outlooks. More on the other side, Locked On Rams, Locked On Eagles, Crossover Wednesday. We'll be right back after this. The suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trail Blazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football with your Locked On Fantasy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fantasy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry. You can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. 
All right, we are back. Crossover Wednesday. We got Louie. We got Bear. We got Rams. We've got Eagles. It's going to be a Sunday showdown at the Coliseum, 5.20 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, Under the lights, man. You talked about it. Uh, The loss to the Cowboys last week was rough for you guys. You were on a two-game winning streak. And really, to be honest... Uh, kind of got screwed a couple times in that Cowboys game, and you know that could be deflating. You're telling me, yeah, I can only imagine what Eagles Twitter was like during that game because it was a couple. It times. was fiery. That fiery <laughs> is an understatement. Let me just say that. You know, it's rough, man. They've got to really figure some of that stuff out because, um, you know that that pass interference was almost more blatant than the fumble. I know the fumble was pretty obvious too, but. Uh, they got to let him play in a divisional game like that. It was tough to see, especially that that pass interference on offense went for a touchdown, a huge touchdown. Uh, right. It was it was crazy. I was watching that game, and, and they definitely got hurt. And that and that's weird because they mentioned it in the game. And they talked about how it could ruin a game and, you know, it could make you lose a game, but really miss the playoffs. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, that was a huge loss for them as far as the playoff picture. And you guys have the toughest remaining schedule as far as the people that are battling for playoff position, but they come out here. The Rams defense has looked better than ever in the past couple weeks. And we've got a keep to lead back. I think that's a big part of it, but we mentioned that run game has been suspect at time. Uh, so, you know, coming in mentioning, you know, you're going to try to work the run game. I think we're going to try to do some more blitzing now that, you know, we are facing a backup. And last time that we, you know, faced Foles, it was kind of like, all right, let's see what he's got. And they they didn't want to give up anything crazy big. And he was able to kind of step up and make plays. So I think they're going to try to make him more uncomfortable on that side. But if we look at the defense of the Eagles stopping this offense that just came off of, you know, six-point outing, um, what is the game plan? Are they just going to go watch that Bears tape and, and hit repeat? Or or how do you stop Jared Goff at home, you know, in, in California? Yeah, I think turnovers is going to be a big thing that we saw with Goff against the Bears defense. And that's something the Eagles have struggled with all season long is creating turnovers on a consistent basis. They did it last week against Dallas. And it was really, you know, in spite of the referees and in spite of the Eagles offense, that defense was keeping them in the ball game. Specifically, Razul Douglas at cornerback was making things happen for the Eagles. They have to force turnovers, get Nick Foles in this offense, great field position. I think that is a key for this Eagles defense. What I'm concerned with, though, with Jim Schwartz as a defensive coordinator, he likes to keep a lot of things in front of him. And that concerns me with the Rams, who I think are could just tear you up from underneath and That is somewhere that the Eagles have struggled with this year on third down and longs. I've never seen a fan base more unsure of a defense being able to stop an offense on third and 16. But that's really (laughs) time and time again this year, you've seen the Eagles with this picket fence defense all lining up at the first down marker and blocking gets upfield and they allow a first down or they come really damn close where it's a fourth and one or fourth and two. So if they're going to do that, I feel like they should be a little bit more aggressive against this Rams offense, but if they're going to consistently play the same soft coverage that they do, they got to finish tackles. Razul Douglas has done a really good job of that since coming in for Ronald Darby tearing his ACL, but for the most part, the other secondary members, the linebackers with Nigel Bradham basically only having one hand right now and Jordan Hicks still being injured, they haven't finished tackles, and that's something you have to do against this explosive Rams offense. But to me, I think the key with Nick Foles in now this defense has got to maybe, if not, if they're not going to put up points themselves, they got to give these Eagles offenses short fields. Yeah, no, and I, and I agree with you as far as you know Rams game plan. Really, obviously, now it's it's is a focus on the run game with with a backup quarterback who, in, in a weird way 
doesn't really come into this game as much as a typical backup quarterback when you're defending Super Bowl MVP. You kind of give him a little bit more respect, I would assume, as far as you know the production that he can do. I mean, the guy went and really took this team, put him on his back, and you know during the playoffs didn't have to do a crazy amount at the beginning, but then near the end really started to be the reason why they were you know getting where they're at. So. Um, I don't want to downplay him as a quarterback because it was a great decision to keep him on the roster and pay him. I think, I don't even know, it was $6 million, something like that. A little, I think he got yep. a little bump. Um, so to keep him on the roster was, was, a, was a smart call. Obviously, here you are at the end of the season. This is almost his money time. Like, this is kind of like Nick Foles. I was going to say. Like, this is like we're down to our last breath here. What do you got, Nick? And, and he was able to do it last year. Let's see if he can do it on repeat. But as the Rams, I think you got to put pressure on him. you got to make him – do some tough decisions and and really uh, make him go win the game. Right, last year we kind of sat back and let him kind of pick us apart in that fourth quarter near the end. So I think pressure is going to be big. You talked about tackling. Uh, we've struggled in the, in the in that second line of defense and tackling in in the run game, especially. So I think that's going to be key because if you're working the run game to try to help out. Nick Foles, then obviously uh, that's where something that the Rams have got to do. And then you talked about it, coming out fast. Uh, they, they put up six points last week. I think they got to come out and really they – they better outscore last week in one quarter in the first quarter. Uh, get this crowd into it because when we watched that Kansas City game, that atmosphere was crazy. I expect there to be some Eagles fans because they travel well and the Coliseum is known to kind of have – um, you know, percentage of away fans. So I expect there to be some some Eagles fans there, but we got to get the crowd into it. And you talked about turnovers. Uh, Jared Goff had one of his worst games of his career as far as turnovers go. He had four, even though one of them was kind of a Hail Mary at the end of a half. So three legitimate, but four in the books, right? Uh, and for you guys to win a, ro- a road game, you mentioned it, you got to get the turnover battle. So I think the Rams got to go back to winning. They've been plus in the turnover battle in almost all their games this season. And obviously with the record, it shows that that is a big factor in them winning games. So um, all those points kind of go both sides here. But man, does it make it interesting? I just checked my bookie because I don't know what they were a couple days ago. Uh, I should have checked, but it's up to nine now. The Rams are favored by nine points. Talk to me about that spread and how you feel about that and and maybe a score prediction if you're feeling it today. I think it's pretty realistic considering when you look at Nick Foles and how he played in the first two weeks and you see how this Eagles offense really was struggling with Carson Wentz as well and the injuries that just continue to pile up. I mean, Carson Wentz being out for the season, if that is the case, he's probably he's definitely out looks like this week. He might be out for the rest of the season. That's just the cherry on top of this giant mud ball that's been rolling downhill all season long. It just seems like it won't stop when it comes to Eagles injuries. So I think that nine point spread is pretty realistic. It's, it's not looking good for the Eagles right now. I was, I was hoping for an upset. I was feeling optimistic if the Eagles could start off fast, which we both talked about. And I think that's so key now for Nick Foles with up-tempo using 12 personnel. You saw how good Nick Foles was up-tempo with Chip Kelly before Doug Peterson came in and just getting him into a rhythm. But right now, if I had to come up with a score prediction, I think it's somewhere, somewhere around 31 to I'd say maybe 23 right now. I, I don't know if this Eagles offense without Carson Wentz is going to be able to stay up to task with this Rams offense, especially considering Nick, Nick Foles has not played since week two. I mean, if this was a guy that, again, he's a very rhythm-centric quarterback, if he's had games to get himself going, I'd maybe feel more optimistic about it. But the way he played in those first two games didn't make me feel confident at all that he can come in now and pull an upset. But look, Nick Foles... 
he did the impossible last year. So should I doubt him again? <laughs> I mean, I'm feeling like I'm going to, but if he pulls it off, I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest. And he needs to pull it off for himself. If he wants to try to earn a starting job somewhere else next year, he's got to have three strong performances. If Wentz is out for the season, because those first two games this year didn't help his case when it comes to next year, maybe going to another team and potentially being a starter again, which I think he wants to do. Yeah, very good points, especially when it came to Foles. I mean, you're right. He he did step into that Rams game last year in the fourth quarter and did well. But the following games, he kind of was pretty slow in getting going. But he, after a couple games, he kind of warmed up and started to get into his rhythm. So will he be able to jump in right now and just jump into that rhythm and then talk in long term? He needs to because uh, his contract's going to be up. And he's if he wants to be a starter or at least maybe have a better opportunity to fight for a job, um, he's going to have to play well. So you're right. The first two games this season when he was there, it didn't look good, but that was a long time ago. It is Sunday night. It is under the lights. There's a lot of stuff going on. I'm going to, I'm pretty close to your prediction. I have it 34, 24 Rams. I think there's no <laughs> way we get stuck in single digits again. We just can't. I think that's been a huge focus for this team. I think Todd Gurley's going to be a huge part of the game plan. Uh, cause we got to get that play action going again. And they're, they're doesn't seem to be a play action if you can't run the ball. No one's believing it. So um, I expect Todd Gurley to get overall about 25 to 28 touches. Uh, and when Sean McVay gives him 20 touches or more, he's undefeated as a coach. So uh, just give the man the ball and we should be okay. But uh, hopefully this thing turns out to be a good game because a lot of storylines, a lot of uh, things can come out of this. The Rams are still fighting for that number one seed. Uh, Louie, thanks so much for joining us, guys. Go give us a follow on Twitter. You can find us at, I think it's Locked On Birds, Locked On Rams. Yep. You can find me at LA underscore Rambling Bear. Louie, where can they find your content? They can find us at DiBiase LOE and my co-host Gino Camilleri. He's at Gino underscore LOE, and I'm already seeing on the feed he's ranting about this quarterback situation right now. So interested to dive into Eagles Twitter after this show, Bear, and get into this Carson Wentz stuff. All right, we'll talk soon. Guys, look out for that uh, DraftKings tournament that we're going to be putting up together, uh, and we'll see who can come out winning some money. All right, Louie, take it easy. Best of luck, and uh, we'll talk soon. You too, man. Good luck. Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fantasy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.